Welcome, everybody, to the very first podcast of the crazy world of American Speedway, and I am your host, Crazy Chris. I want to thank you all for being part of this pilot episode, whether you're downloading it off of iTunes or listening to it on the internet. Uh, Speedway is a passion of mine. I got into the industry about six years ago. At the time, I was working in a print shop up in Victorville, California. I've been a graphic artist for about 20 years, and I was employed there as a senior graphic artist. I'd also had a little bit of a career as a professional public speaker, mainly doing business speeches, motivational speeches to local chambers of commerce and things like that. One day, a gentleman walked into the printing company, and he was looking for sponsorships for the local Victorville racetrack. And as he was talking to the owner of the company, he made the comment that what they really needed at the track was a really good announcer. Uh, the owner of the company happened to mention him. Yeah, well, my senior graphic artist is a professional public speaker. Maybe you should go talk to him. So the guy came out and talked to me and said, have you ever seen Speedway motorcycle racing before? And I told him I had never seen it, never heard of it before. And he said, well, would you like to come out and do some announcing at our track? And I said, sure, I'll give it a shot, see what happens. And the first night I went out there, I met the promoter uh, for Victorville, a gentleman by the name of Steve Evans, who we will be talking a little bit later on in the show today. And Steve said something to me I will never forget. He said, I don't know why I should have to pay you. I've never heard you talk before. And so I said, okay, tell you what, do the first night for free. And uh, if you like what you hear, we'll continue on. If not, eh, no big deal. I think we got about two heats in and he said to me, you are so hired for this job and I will never let you go. And that has come to pass. Uh, it's 2013 now. And Steve and I are still working together uh, as part of his Elite Speedway promotions. And we put on shows all over Southern California. And of course, Steve is part of the World Team Cup as well. Now on the show, we'll be talking about all things Speedway motorcycle racing and extreme sidecars as well. We'll be covering tracks such as Pirate Speedway, Industry Speedway, Costa Mesa, Auburn, Big Time Speedway, Champions Speedway and out on the East Coast, as well as the Elite Speedway series such as the Commotion by the Ocean at Ventura Raceway and the Super Long Track National Championship at Paris Auto Speedway. So lots we're going to be discussing here on this show. And we'll of course be talking with riders, promoters, track people, fans, we're gonna, we got a lot to cover in this uh, podcast in future episodes, so stay tuned, and uh, thank you once again for being part of the crazy world of American Speedway. And let's start this first episode by talking to Mr. Steve Evans of Elite Speedway Promotions. Uh, Steve, welcome to the crazy world of American Speedway. Good to be here. Now, earlier in the podcast, as you heard, I was talking a little bit about how we met, and I uh, just want to ask you right off the bat, what do you remember about that first night uh, when we first met up and got together? I remember that we were looking for a full-time announcer. Um, I'd been doing it myself for about half a season, but really wanted to be a promoter and have myself spread around. So you were referred by a gentleman who was helping us at the time, and uh I guess from the off, it was, it was uh, quite obvious that you were a fit for this job. You know, the, uh, the raw enthusiasm that was there. I had, I had riders and mechanics from the pits and because of the sound system, they couldn't hear you, but they knew you were doing something good because suddenly 
the small amount of sound that we had were making some noise after being like quiet and uh, dead sounding for two years. And we definitely kept them allowed for many years after that. Now, Steve, uh, I want to talk about the Speedway World Cup. You've been part of this team for quite a few years now and do a lot of work behind the scenes, but I don't think a lot of people really know what your actual role is. So would you please share with us today, what is it that you do exactly with the Speedway World Team Cup? My role is I'm the team coordinator. And um, essentially, Billy and I work alongside on most everything. Um, as team manager, he has the final say on matters, though, to be honest, on 99% of matters, we agree anyway, because we think very alike. And, um, you know, I'm very much involved in the planning, the coordinating, logistics, um, arranging the UK crew that back us up, because we have a full team of mechanics and drivers and PR people. And um, literally between Billy and myself, we have to take care of every single detail that means that that team can arrive at that race with it. Remember, they're fully prepared to score the most points for USA. Um, I'm also, um, I guess, the strategist on race day. I was talking about more, the stuff I was talking about was more our leader. On race day, my job is the strategy in that Billy's uh, there to predominantly work with the riders, motivate them, advise them, and work with them on their technical setups, whereas my job is to, is to plan ahead when it comes to using tactical jokers and making lineup changes. And, uh, of course, um, we have this saying where we want to squeeze every point out of the sponge. So between he as team manager and motivator and myself as the, um, as the strategy guy, uh, I think we achieved that this year. Now, the World Team Cup had a very successful 2013, and we're right around the corner from 2014 for another year for the Speedway World Team Cup. So uh, give us a little background, give us a little insight about what's going to be happening here in 2014. Well, for USA, the World Cup is literally a year-round job. And I say that because for some of the other countries in Europe, you know, they have uh, riders in large numbers that are racing in their leagues. So their team manager essentially has to look probably six weeks out of the event who's in form and just get them on board. Whereas for USA, our main problem right now is we don't have enough riders in Europe to even make up a team of four, which is why Gennaro and uh, Gino were involved this year. So um, right now, um, you know, there's many things that are going on that contribute towards this. Things like Billy's Youth Academy, uh, things like the race tours I've been doing to England for the last 10 years, uh, things like these races on big tracks like Ventura in the past, and also a couple of guys that we're in the midst of negotiating Premier League contracts for next year. Um, all of these things are steps that, that uh, contribute to the success of the World Team Cup. So um, until we've got probably a pool of 10 riders in England year in, year out, uh, you know, it's going to be a 12-month-a-year job. Now, of course, along doing this for 12 months out of the year, uh, you're also head of Elite Speedway Promotions, doing big shows all over Southern California. And you have a big show coming up on Saturday, December 7th at Pirate Speedway, the return of British-style team speedway racing. Uh, tell us a little bit about what people can expect by coming out that day and enjoying the show. Yeah, Chris, for sure. It's, um, I mean, this is really a bit of fun, and we've been doing this now for the last three years. 
it's almost like the fun wind down to relax at the end of the season. But um, we're going to be doing uh, British-style team racing. Uh, it's been hugely popular as an off-season activity with with riders since uh, 2011. This is this is the fourth one we've done. Uh, we normally do two every off-season. I think we're going to just do one this time, just make it one good one. And uh, the difference this time is that we're going to actually make it a tournament. In previous years, we'd have uh, two matches on, on the day, one for the D1 upper D2 guys and one for the uh, lower D2, D3 guys. This time, we're going to have four teams of seven riders. Each team's got a mixture of D1, D2, and D3. And um, they'll be running in shorter matches. There'll be two semifinals, seven heats, uh, two races per rider. And then the teams that win will go on to a grand final, and the teams that lose those semifinals will go on to a third-place final. Um, the programs are going to be slightly adapted so that the, so that the uh, top four riders on the team only race the top four on the team, and the D3 guys only race the D3 guys because we obviously want to keep the racing close and not put the D3 guys in with the D1 guys. But um, it's going to be a cool event. We've got uh, Brock and Dalton making their 500cc debuts, which is always exciting. It's not the first time we've had that. It won't be the last at such an event. And uh, it's just really a bit of fun. And it's giving uh, younger guys a taste of team racing. It's giving older guys a chance to live a dream and... Uh, pretend they're racing for the elite league cycle and it's guaranteed to be a whole lot of fun out there as usual steve so don't forget folks come on out to pirate speedway for british style team speedway racing on saturday december 7th gates open at nine racing will start at 12 noon uh any riders out there that like to ride it's 35 dollars to ride uh 25 for a pit pass and 10 dollars for a spectator if you'd like more information on this race you can contact steve evans at dream team speedway at sbcglobal.net and for me personally i'm really looking forward to it because i'll be getting back behind a live microphone and uh announcing the race there so we'll see you there on december 7th steve american speedway is crazy so you are the so you are a uh, good set for us chris all right steve thank you very much for that now on to our featured interview of this podcast we're going to be talking to mr paul flanders of Industry Speedway, and we're going to talk everything Monster Invitational coming up Saturday night, December 28th at Industry Speedway. Paul, welcome to the crazy world of American Speedway. Well, it's good to be on board with you. Now, Paul, right off the bat, I have to ask, you know, the Flanders name is synonymous with American Speedway. So for people that may not know, can you give me a little background about the Flanders history? With, with Speedway, and uh, how, how you got started in this industry as well. Well, it goes back to my dad. He used to race back in the 30s. He raced when guys like Jack, Jack Milne and Cordy Milne and Lammy Lamoureux, when they were racing, and my dad was one of the also-ran guys. Uh, he was probably a, a, a top-20 rider, you know, but not a top-10 rider. And uh, he was in the Pasadena area, and Pasadena was kind of a hotbed of motorcycle racing uh, for lots of years back then. And uh, so he he raced, and then uh, he also raced other types of motorcycle racing, like enduros and, and desert races and um, uh, land speed record 
uh, type of activities and so on. And after World War II, he 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 didn't race uh, professionally anymore, but he uh, announced at uh, Lincoln Park where Jack Milne uh, held his races at in uh, the east part of Los Angeles there um, in the late 40s and early 50s. Uh, so then when Speedway got revived by basically by Jack Milne and Harry Oxley, they asked my dad if he'd be interested in announcing for them. And my dad, he was, uh, he didn't feel he could do it uh, justice anymore. But my brother Bruce, uh, he wanted to take a shot at it. And so he started out as the uh, announcer at Costa Mesa Speedway for the uh, first couple of years. And uh, then he kind of got the bug of he'd like to try racing it. And so he uh, got hooked up with a guy named Ernie Pico who wanted to run his matchless engine in a speedway bike and uh they he and uh, ernie and george williams who worked at my dad's shop he was an ex-racer and george built a frame and ernie had supplied the motor and and uh bruce started racing it and he kind of he raced some nights and he announced other nights and uh and that went on for a couple of years back around 1970 to 73 and after a while Bruce determined he could make more money announcing than he could writing so he uh, steered his way toward uh, announcing and uh, in the meantime my other brother who's the oldest one John he got the bug and he raced for about uh, four or five years second and third division and uh, but myself, I never did race Speedway. I just went with uh, them to the races and pitted for them and so on. But uh, we've had lots of fun over the years. Now let's fast forward here to 2013. And this year you became a part of the absolutely fantastic team over at Industry Speedway, working with uh, Kelly Inman and C.J. Perez and a whole host of other people at a very, very successful track. Now how did you... Uh, become involved with Industry Speedway? Well, in the middle of the season this year, I had the opportunity to become the uh, press relations guy for industry racing. Uh, and they, the uh, previous, the guy who previously held the position, he resigned from it, and they asked me if I would like to do it. And I go, yeah, I'd like to try it. I've been shooting a, a lot of uh photos just snapshots of riders faces and stuff in the pits and supplying them to uh, speedwaybikes.com website where they have rider profiles and i was involved with just updating on a voluntary basis updating the rider profiles just as kind of a hobby deal and, and then putting photos on facebook and so the management at uh, industry asked me if i'd like to come on board and be their PR guy, and uh, it was a great opportunity, so I, I jumped on it. That was back in July. Well, I definitely think it goes without saying that uh, you being on board with the industry actually brings it up to another level. Now, how did the Monster Invitational get started? What What's the origins of it? Kelly Inman, he's our race director at industry, and uh, he put the whole package together. Uh, Bruce Schoenstrom, who was a 
a Speedway fan and was uh, working with Monster at the time last year, and I'm sure it had a lot to do with Bruce, who's now left the uh, company to do other stuff, but um, he and Kelly got together, and, and Monster came on board to sponsor it, and and what it needed was a, a major sponsor like that in order to bring over some uh, international riders and basically in the off-season to come over and, and ride our event. And uh, it went over uh, greatly. We had a tremendous crowd at the races. It was really overwhelming. Yeah, it was definitely a huge event last year. Uh, my wife and kids came out with me, and we just had a wonderful night. But, boy, was it packed last year. So uh, what do we have to look forward to for this year's Monster Invitational? Well, Kelly's still pinning down the riders. He's, he's you know, made a few announcements. We've got uh, Billy Hamill. He'll be back. And Ricky Wells will be back. And we've added uh, Aaron Fox and Max Rummel, who both had great seasons uh uh this year with Max Rummel just turning 16 and came up through the ranks uh rather rapidly after having a tremendous uh career for a few years on junior bikes for international riders we got Scott Nichols and Edward Kinnett coming over from England we got them already signed and they're they're here for sure but Kelly's working on a a number of other international riders. Some are nursing injuries and that uh, they sustained in the Grand Prix series, and um, so they're trying to decide if they're going to be ready to ride for the December event or or uh, need another month of uh, healing before they're ready for the Grand Prix series. So he's yet to uh, pin down a couple more, and uh, but I. I think we'll probably end up with about six or eight international riders coming over. Now, do the international riders bring their own bikes over? It's kind of a mix in that of uh, whether riders are bringing their own bike or uh, or people are supplying them over here. I'm not sure what the standings are. Sometimes a rider will bring a motor or sometimes he'll just bring a carburetor and the ignition and his favorite handlebars. You know, you just some personal touches that he wants to add to uh, to a bike. Now, one thing I've always been curious of is what is the rider invitation process uh, that you do at Industry Speedway for this event? You know, it's really up to uh, Kelly Inman, and uh, he, he basically decides uh, what riders he thinks are going to be a, a good draw for the fans. And uh, and who did an outstanding job during the last season, and who's available? Now, can you tell us a little bit about the specifics of the race? Uh, when tickets go on sale? How much are they? And uh, what time racing and all that good stuff? Because I know people are waiting to buy those tickets. Yeah, tickets will go on sale on the internet on starting December first or or shortly thereafter. Pre-sale tickets on the website will be only twenty five dollars. However, at the gate, it's going to be 35. So we're trying to get it, uh, you know, pinned down so people will go, get on board with the pre-sale tickets. And parking, it'll be five dollars for general parking. It'll be a VIP parking for ten dollars. And motorcycles can park for free. Okay, the gates are going to open at 
4 o'clock, and then the racing will start at 7. And as you know, we have a, a, a nice, friendly patio and great food and a couple of bars there, and people will socialize uh, before the races and have a good time. we got uh, a couple of video screens up, and we'll be running some videos of uh, past performances uh, to entertain the folks before the racing starts. There's definitely lots to do over at Industry Speedway uh, before, during, and after the races there. And uh, it is really the track that needs to hold this event because of the fact that we are in our rainy season here in Southern California. Yeah, well, one of the great things about with is if you haven't been there before, it's a covered arena. And so even if we have rain uh, uh, the day before or the day of the event, the, the arena is, is covered. Uh, it gets rather cool, though. You want to dress warmly like you were going to a football game or something in December. So, you you know, you may want to dig out the long underwear and the heavy jacket because uh, it, it could dip down um, around 40 degrees or maybe lower. But uh, the racing action will be hot. Now, Paul, on a more personal note, um, some people know you've been going through uh, some medical issues lately. And I real feel it's real important to bring it up during this podcast because my brother was a uh, survivor of colon cancer. And, you know, it's hit my family very personally. And I'd like to just ask you uh, any updates on what's going on with your condition and what people can do to help you as you're going through this journey. Well, you know what What it would be best is, uh, you know, guys who are over 50 is to get a a, a checkup with your doctor and uh, and don't try to uh, postpone things like a colonoscopy or uh, you know tests like that because I was kind of hesitant on getting a colonoscopy and finally did my first one at age 64 and and I came out with uh, some results that weren't real happy with I had found a, a tumor on my colon and so Currently, I've just finished up some radiation and chemotherapy to shrink my tumor, and then after the first of the year, I'll have to have surgery to have it removed. But things are looking uh, good for me. Uh, you know, I think we found it in time, but uh, if I'd had a colonoscopy probably about three years earlier, it might have been a whole lot simpler. Well, Paul, I want to wish you the best in this uh, journey in your life and let you know that uh, my thoughts and prayers are with you. And if there's anything you need, you just let me know. Well, thank you. And with that, Paul, we'll say thank you very much for being part of the crazy world of American Speedway. And we are so looking forward to the second annual Monster Invitational at Industry Speedway on Saturday night, December 28th. If you didn't go last year, you have to go this year. This is an event not to be missed. And with that... We have made it through the first podcast of the Crazy World of American Speedway. I want to thank you all for being part of this initial podcast. Well, I, um, of course, i got to work out some bugs and fixes and tweaks and things like that, as we have to do. But I want to thank everybody who's downloaded this off of iTunes or listening to it on SoundCloud or other places. So thank you guys very, very much. It's been a lot of fun doing this first podcast. Now, of course, we have lots of places to go to to find out more about Speedway on the Internet. Uh, one of the, the website, I should say, to go to 
is www.speedwaybikes.com to find out everything about Speedway, races, rider profiles, results, so many great things. That's all put together by a wonderful gentleman by the name of R.C. Jones who donates his own time and uh, does a great job with that website. And of course, if you are a social media person on Facebook, uh, no other group better to join than Speedway USA on Facebook. Look them up and uh, find out all the news and happenings and drama and all that sort of good stuff going on in the Speedway industry as well. That's at Speedway USA on Facebook. But we'll be talking more about our media people in a future episode. Now, of course, being the first podcast, uh, you know, I'd love to hear from you as well. So if you would like to send me a message, I would love to hear from you, get your thoughts about the podcast, maybe ideas for future episodes. So if you'd like to do that, you can find me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash crazy Chris Speedway. So I'd love you to go over there, like the page and let me know what you thought of the show and uh, any ideas and thoughts that you might have. Coming up on episode two of the crazy world of American Speedway, I hope to have an interview with Joe Jones and Johnny Glover of Extreme Sidecar Racing, uh, who raced in Australia last night and uh, will be coming back to America next week. So I hope to have a little bit of a chit chat with them and find out how their trip to Australia was, as well as talk about all things Extreme Sidecar Racing. And speaking of Australia, I'd like to give a huge shout out to Gino G-Man Manzaris, who was the winner of the Rob Wolvingdon Classic down in Australia yesterday, down in the land down under. So huge congratulations to Gino. Gino is a Southern California rider who is quickly becoming an international star in speedway racing. So congratulations, Gino. And we'll hopefully talk to you soon here on the crazy world of American Speedway. With that... We're going to say goodbye for this episode, and once again, I'd like to thank everybody for uh, downloading and taking a listen to the podcast, and I just want to say before I go that I in no way, shape, or form consider myself an expert or an authority on speedway racing. I'm just a fan that loves to talk in front of a microphone. And with that, we'll say goodbye, and remember, speedway, anytime, anywhere, it's going to be crazy! Crazy!